How you been, man? Everything good? Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah, do we do we jump right into it? Are we already um, going? No, no, no. I mean, no, not at all. Just a recording. It's a phone call recording, and I usually Yeah, edit. no, I'm not. It, that's not going to dictate anything I say. I'm not going to be, like, on. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, just, I, was wondering how, I was wondering how you, how you do it. You know? It's, like, a pretty simple process, man. I started out just a phone call. That's all I wanted it to be. It's, like, I wanted it to be, like, an old, old radio show, and I wanted it to be, like, a tape yeah. recorder. And so, uh, yeah. yeah, I put it all together and, um, yeah, I just do it off phone, man. No Zoom. The first one I tried to do with Zoom, and <laughs> failed miserably, dude. Like, so <laughs> yeah, Zoom, Zoom is tough. I just didn't know how to use it. I've never used it before and, like, went straight into trying yeah. to use it and um, did, like, a three-hour interview with Ron Allen, and it did not record. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it did suck, so. It was, but it was a learning experience, you know, and I kept going, so I think that's the most important part, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, I just want to fucking catch up with you, man. See how you've been. Um, you know, I haven't seen you in fuck, man, like twenty something years. It seems like, right? I know. I feel like I feel like you were like a constant in my life for like a like a short period of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, when we were when we were both in Orange County. Um, I felt like I saw you every day at points, and then I feel like we were our paths would always cross on like aesthetics and like DNA tours and. I think I think you would be in Boston too. Yeah, it was it was cool, and then then nothing. But I guess that's the case with a lot of people that we all know, right? Yeah, it's weird, man. As, it's as, um, we, get, as we get older. So. Yeah, you, and it, and it's funny. It's uh, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. I saw, saw I saw a clip of Brad Hayes, and I was like, when I was talking, I was like, dude, I used to skate with Brad and Jerry Fowler like every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> like, Orange County was a trip, right? It was such like a weird like. Not that that's weird that you used to skate with Brad and I, but like, it was like the, such a weird melting pot, you know, of like so many skaters and like a uh, a small. Actually, Orange County is massive. One thing I loved about Orange County and like that period was you never really knew who you were going to be skating with, you know. Yes. It was, um, it was it was really rad in that sense. Chris Ortiz is like man, like like I always talk about that time of that like a time period of my life, like. He was so instrumental in, like, not only my Dude. career, but just, like, so many people, man. Like, he, like, like I saw him at Tampa um, this past year. I went by myself and talked to him for a while. And I was like, dude, like, I was like, I never got to tell you, like, seriously, thank you. Like, you, like, literally did fucking, like, everything for me. Like, he, he pretty much, like, took care of my entire amateur career. Like, took all my photos, put me in 411, made sure I got all my ads yeah. and, like, he was just like, and he was the guy that brought everyone together because he was a dude, yeah. that, you know, like he was literally, he was, he was like the key holder to everything. He knew all the spots. He knew all the people. He would put everyone in the van and he was just, you know, like he was really, I remember at one point, man, we were skating. With, uh, I remember I was tripping. We were skating with, uh, with Moses and I was like, what the hell is going yes. on? <laughs> well, not, not, and not to downplay or discount what you're saying and, and like, like, um, you know, make it not mean as much as it does to you, but he means that exact way to a lot of people. A lot of people feel that way about Chris, you know, like he's, yes, he was like that. 
and I've only met a few people like that in my life that it's like you you start talking or you give that person praise to like this you know this group of people that you don't even think that he touches and he has touched those people as well and he you know what I mean it's like he's such a connector and that or I don't know I don't know what the right word is but he was um he's very instrumental and and he's very instrumental in like and 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 mid and early to mid '90s skateboarding, he is probably one of the most instrumental people, especially in Southern California, because he was the only one that was kind of like going out of his way to put a lot. Like he didn't have a certain subgroup of people, you know, like sort of like in San Diego. No. You know, like in San Diego, they have like their groups of people. You know, like there was always John Reeves, Laban, and all those kind of guys in the magazines. With Chris, it didn't really yeah. matter if like you skated, you ripped. He was going to take you out and take photos, and it did not matter who it was with. So that was a, he was just a selfless, you know, he was like a selfless helper, man. Like such a good guy. Yeah, he was very humble, and he could, like, like you're saying, like one, one day it could be you're going out with Moses Conan, and then the next day, like he was like my go-to. Like, like if I didn't know what I was doing, I would call Chris, and he'd be like, "Oh, meet me a giant, jump in the van," and then. There were days where it's like I don't know what where I'm going with Chris, and I end up at a pool with Lance Mountain. You know, yeah, that and was I'm great. Not skate- I'm not skating that pool. It's WCRP. Yeah, and then or he's going, you know, he's going out with you know some of the greatest skaters in the world, and you just find yourself in the van. You know, and then then it's like, oh yeah, I want to meet up tomorrow. I'm going out. I'm going out to the IE to meet up with Salva. You know, it's like going to Baldy or whatever. Like he was just, I don't know. I think feel I feel like people that can walk in many different circles are always the most successful. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I've kind of used that as as like like kind of my thing too. Like like I like I've kind of been really cool with everybody. You know, like. I've kind of been cool with everybody, but didn't hang with anybody. And that's kind of Chris's thing too. You know, like he's, um, he's just, you know, he's just, he, he's known, he's a known guy around circles. And, um, that's, I think it's kind of a good, that's a good way to move, man. Like it's, um, don't, don't really trap yourself into one particular like audience or one, you know, one subsection of people. That's, it's just always very dangerous to do that. And I don't know, man, I've always been a people person. He seems like he is. As much as he's, yeah. as much as he's not, if you know him, he's like, he's kind of a people person. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's crazy is we're giving him all this praise, and it's about it has nothing to do with his photography. And then on top of that, he's just like this ill photographer. Yeah, dude. You know, it's like he's like this triple threat of like, dude, it's so crazy. Now think about it, he was out every day, like literally. Dude, and I, like, yeah, I remember like, like I would go along on so many sessions that I, not that I had no business being on those sessions, but I had no expectation, you know, I just woke up and I met up with Chris and then, and then, oh, I got a clip that ends up being an opener. Oh, I got a photo that I never would have gotten. That's an ad or, you know what I mean? Like it was, he created so much opportunity. That was a time in skateboarding, man. There were a lot of people were coming out that were ripping too, man, especially from Orange County area. Like, dude, there was. Yeah, definitely. There was there was just some serious competition coming out of there, man. Like yourself, there was Brad, there was Jeremy Ray, was Jonas Ray, Dill was coming out of there. Like, dude, there was just a million people coming out of there at that time. And like, 
and it was and it and it transferred. It was one of the few places that like the vert transferred over to the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like, like, like the vert guys had their thing, and then it was just like the street guys just came rushing in. Like after it was like a swarm of dudes, and four one one was like very instrumental in that. You know, like they. I was I was thinking about four one one the other day because I was honestly I was thinking about Chris and like because he was he showed up at Ed Templeton's house one day when we were there and he to- he told us that not only was he leaving Thrasher and going to Transworld, but he told us about 411. And we thought he was out of his mind. <laughs> like, I was like, what do you, what do you mean it's going to be a, a video, a, a magazine on video? Like, how do I turn the page? I think, I think somebody like legitimately said that. Like, and he's like, no, no. He's like, just trust me. He's like, we're going to go out. And like, we actually filmed some stuff that day that went in the first 411. This was like two months before, three months before. And he's just like basically telling everybody like what 411 is going to be. He's like, oh, you know, you buy ad time, but it's like a video. We're like, what? And he's like, wow. oh, it's going to be great. He's like, it's going to be great for companies like yours, you know, that, you know, it'll be a commercial. Like, it'll be, and you can work artwork into it and all this stuff. And it was like, he had, or they had such a vision, you know? And it was, it's it's, it's a trip to, to kind of reflect on that and be like, wow, they totally knew what they were doing and they just knocked it out of the park. It's WCRP. It's crazy, man. I was in the uh, first 411 as well. I think I was skating the 55 curbs. And, and like they had like the little bump over the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. place, dude? <laughs> yeah, that place. Is so, we, we we probably all have like mesothelioma from that. <laughs> from that, <laughs> that place is so dirty, dude. <laughs> yeah, getting so there with your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> you come out looking like the Toxic Avenger, dude. It was just so dirty. Dude. <laughs> I know. It's like that's let they knock down like ten buildings, and then we, we're, we'll just go plan it. So insane. So where'd you grow up at anyways? Did you grow up in did you grow up in Irvine, Orange County area? Where'd you grow up? No, at? no, no. So I was born in Lakewood, but then I bounced around that whole zone, like Lakewood, Bellflower, Downey, um, you know, Norwalk, Bell, Bell Gardens, like that whole zone, Pico Rivera, that whole zone right there. My parents were kind of like they were like the parents that would move when the rent was due, you know? Like we were just constantly, <laughs> okay. Fucking, no, we were constantly like and that's like a saying, you know, like whatever. But we just we didn't have a lot of money, so it was like we were constantly moving. So that whole zone until I was like thirteen, and then I went to Orange County. I started skating uh, when I was in Bellflower. I think I was in like seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade, and it was just kind of like a, um, you know, another item in the garage. It wasn't like just probably like kind of similar to how you were, you know, like you, you're a kid, you do everything or you, you try out, you know, like you try out stuff. Yeah. My Sports. neighbor had, my neighbor had one and I just like jumped on his, we were like walking to the school bus one day. I jumped on yeah. his board and was like, yo, <laughs> like, yeah, man. I just, I always remember that day. Like I was just kind of tic-tacking down the sidewalk. And then um, he's like, try to ride off the curb. And like, I rode off the curb and it was like, it was on from there. It's WCRP. I'm 
something. I started in seventh grade too. That's very strange. A lot of people did. Yeah. 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 I think um, I, it, it was just another thing to me. Like, I don't think I took to it right away, but I, once I started seeing, like, I think it was um, footage of Lance Mountain and Future Primitive and, like, the sound of the skating and, and the, just the things that he was doing and, the like, how um, – just how Lance was. I, I, I really took to Lance, and I think that's when I really got into it. I was like, I want to learn how to – I want to learn how to use this thing. I want to learn how to manipulate it. I want to learn how to, you know, just – it was given, like, a little window into that world – by by you know the few magazines that we would see and the videos that we would see. How long were you skating before you saw your first video? I would say a year, and it was I think it was Savannah Slamma might have been my first con I mean, like my first video, but that was kind of like a contest video, you know. And that video was sick, dude. Yeah, and then from there it was like the first time I actually saw real street skating was I think Future Primitive. Um which I think those those two videos might line up as far as like eras, but we were getting videos at the local video store, you know, um, when they were available. Like that's how we got videos. It was like we had to rent them at the video store. So um, skate shops. I ne I never like I remember seeing Thrasher and I remember seeing a Transworld, but as far as videos, I think it was Savannah Slamma and Future Primitive, or like Psycho Skate maybe. I don't know. Damn, I didn't see it. like. I don't. I, I'm trying to think of the first one I saw. I think the first one I saw might have been Future Primitive too. I think it yeah. was Future Primitive, but I I do remember watching. Um, well, that was years after I'd started skating, but I do remember seeing Savannah Slammer because my buddy got it, and like we all like huddled yeah. up in his house in his little carport, like yeah, like a little carport den area, and like dude, there was like twelve of us. We were so hyped watching that shit, man. Like you couldn't. That was the greatest time. So who were some of your first sponsors growing up, man? Did you, did you get hooked up with a shop, like, through contests and stuff like that? Like, how'd that go? Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, there was, like, a local shop in Lake Forest um, called J.A. Cobbs. That was kind of, it was, like, right across the street from my house. The guy's name was Jacob that owned it, and they called it J.A. Cobbs. <laughs> um, it was, like, uh, it was, like, you know, it was a cool shop. It was, um... Like I said, it was right across the street from my house. I had a mini ramp in the back. Um, mini ramp was in a couple of videos. It was like, I think it was in a one-on-one video. Adam McNatt skated it from there. I think it was like, I think I got on hot skates for a minute in Orange County. Remember hot skates? Oh, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy uh, Falhi. Yeah, man. I know Rudy. I skated for, I actually had a hot skate tab once. Dude. That's weird. But. Started entering like, you know, shop sponsor division contests and like doing pretty well. And I guess when you do that and you start doing better, you obviously it builds your confidence and, you know, start working on little video projects with your friends and making sponsor me tapes and stuff like that. And then from there, that led to um, basically meeting this dude who knew Ed Templeton really well, this, um, this guy, Matt, that I met. And he introduced Ed and I, and then me and Ed, me and Ed just got along. And then, so Ed ended up, Ed ended up sponsoring me kind of unofficially. Um, cause he was on new deal when I met him, I think he kind of kept me on the back burner for TV. Oh, cause wow. he knew he would, yeah, he knew he was going to do that. Wow. And, um, yeah, so I was just, um, I was just kind of skating with Ed for a couple months and not really having a sponsor and, 
um he was giving me like boards on the boards on the sly and like uh you know new deal boards and then like they were also getting samples made for tv that's crazy man did it hold on hold on no 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 no, no i'm thinking of blue i'm sorry I, I don't know why i mixed up tv and blue i'm thinking kareem and dune but tv was they were t- the same they were the same distribution for a minute okay 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 uh, okay 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 that's yeah, yeah they yeah. were both they were both through dorfman um they were both yeah, through who uh brad dorfman at vision what it's wcrp Yeah, they were. Both <laughs> what? Yeah, it didn't. It didn't last very long. I, I never. Yeah, we were like in a, like, yeah, it was this massive, massive building with all like old vision stuff and just horrible clothes and horrible product and, and then you know it would just be like there was like an art department where Ed and Mike would hang out and you'd see Dune and Jason Lee in there as well every once in a while, but. It was, uh, it was a trip. I think I, I don't think it was any surprise that it didn't last. Man, I was talking to Stedham about this, and um, I think he was a good guy to talk to about it. And I was, you know, he was just saying how difficult it was for him to be pro, and like he just didn't understand how to run a company. You know, like the ideal of it was there, but he just, you know, he just, like in what way? In what way did he did he find it difficult? Um, he just said it wasn't, you know, he just didn't know anything about business like that. You know, it just wasn't his thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like there's like, God. there's yeah, the like skater a- and then there's the business of skating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's two totally yeah. different things. You know, like, like I've learned that myself the last couple of years doing Ali Lama shit. It's not very, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Or it's, it's, it's not difficult, but it's just not easy. So running something on that scale, you know, where you actually have pros and you have riders and you, I, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of the younger, I don't think pros like were ready for that kind of stuff back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, no, I was so uneducated, like, like academically, like I did horrible in school and like, I was so bad at, at being a pro skater for a few years. Like Felix was like a great person to have in your corner because he he would he would pull your card if he needed if it needed to be he would just tell you like straight up like and he told me one day he was like dude he's like you can be fired at any day like you're fucking blowing it <laughs> you know what I mean like because <laughs> I remember at the time I went to him and I was like I was having pro- like I wanted a raise or something and he was just like bro he's like He's like, put everything, he's like, go to Staples, spend some money. He's like, print out pictures of every video that you've been in for the last year, every photo you've had, editorial, every magazine, how much we've paid you in photo incentive. And he goes, and give it to Chris Miller. And I was like, really? He's like, yes. And I ended up doing that, and I got a raise. And after that, he was like, dude, he's like, nobody is going to advocate for you like you. Oh, 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 oh,